0: In the ancient Apostles' Creed, which is the one that we ordinarily pray with a rosary, in that ancient creed, we say in English, I believe in the Holy Spirit. However, in the original Greek of the creed, there is no definite article in that phrase. It's simply, I believe in Holy Spirit. Not an accident, not an omission, but on purpose. Interesting, isn't it? I believe in the Holy Spirit. See, the creed grew up, it developed from the command of Jesus to go into the whole world and baptize in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And those pri- primitive confessions of faith occurred in sort of a question-answer format, where the priest would ask the person, Do you believe in God the Father? I do believe, they would respond. Do you believe in God the Son? I do believe. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I do believe. But by saying, I believe in Holy Spirit, in the creed, the emphasis is laid on the activity of the Spirit in history. It's maybe a little bit like the difference between saying, I believe in the Chiefs or I believe in the Jayhawks, and I believe in Chief Power, or I believe in Jayhawk Power, whatever mascot. You see it at work in the team or in the community. The emphasis is given to the dynamism of Christ's abiding presence in the world, the Holy Spirit. I believe in Holy Spirit underscores the inherent interplay between spirit and church, which is the community through which the Holy Spirit is made visible. To speak of one, the spirits, is to speak necessarily of the other one, church. You can't profess faith in the God of Jesus Christ apart from the community of his disciples. They go together. St. Paul implicitly made this point when he wrote that there are different kinds of works, different kinds of spiritual gifts, different forms of service, but the same Lord, same God, same spirits. And they're all given for some benefit. As a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also Christ. You see, an autonomous, self-sufficient Christian in isolation with no connection or contribution to the church is a contradiction. Those who are in Christ are in his community, in his body, and what they've been given has been given for the good of others. Their contributions, our contributions, are an indication of our belonging to God. Now, the examples Paul cited were deeply countercultural and subversive. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. But that was a brazen reworking of the imperial acclamation, Caesar is Lord, applying it to Jesus Christ, which meant denying it to Caesar and making yourself liable to punishment, even the punishment of death. And by saying, for in one spirit, we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, and we were all given to drink of one spirit. By saying that, Paul was undermining the standard practice of slavery. God makes no distinctions between slave and free. All are given his greatest gift, all are equal in dignity. And Paul was also undermining the tendency to divide humans into tribes, into us and them, Jews or Greeks. That's something we could profit from in our own day. Friends, it seems that on the Feast of Pentecost, we're being invited to consider our collaboration with Christ's spirit and our contributions to his body in the church. In other words, the question is, how is the spirit manifested in your life? How can you point to that? What can you point to? At one level, it's a broader political question, as it was from the very beginning. Who has your primary allegiance? Caesar? Jesus? Political parties? Political agendas? What tribes have a hold on you? Which groups skew your view of the dignity of others while nurturing anger and condescension? Just think of cable news every day. At another level, it's a narrower local question. What does your contribution to this local church look like? Think of the guys who stopped by yesterday to do repairs to the rectory. Think of a family of ours who takes care of mowing all the grass here and across the street every week, just donating their time, their materials, their energy. Think of those of you who responded to our plea to help take communion to those in institutions or at homes who can't get out and would love to receive the Eucharist. Think of you parents who are intentional about teaching your kids the Christian prayers and Christian virtues. You can't take this for granted. So many, unfortunately, so many middle schoolers and high schoolers don't even know they're our Father or Hail Mary. And what you're doing is an indication of the Spirit's activity. We have many volunteers and dedicated donors who enliven our parish. My goodness, we could use more ushers, greeters, Servers, catechists, donors, to name just a few. I believe in holy spirits. I believe you do too.